Hi, I'm here with Joe Davi, Dr. Joe Davi, for another Sunday podcast. It's May 31st, 2020. And I want to remind people, I want to remind all six of our loyal um, listeners, including Armando, who's one of them, that this is not sponsored by anybody. Uh, so we're free to say anything. And that this is not really medical advice. If you, it's a matter of opinion. And um, yeah. All right. And so, uh, so today we're going to talk about um, fitness programming. Um, Dr. Joe, you've uh, been at it for a while. Um, I'm interested in like how long you've done it, but also some of your thoughts about it. Because I know you're really creative in this programming process. And what are some of the things that go through your mind or that you might encourage to others as they go about their, their, um, their workout programming? So I've been fitness programming for about five to six years now. I used to be a personal trainer. Um, I used to work on one-on-one clients, group classes, fitness classes, boot camps, um, every type of setting and fitness known to man I've probably done growing throughout my young career. And when it comes to fitness programming, the best advice I can give to um, young athletes or athletes in general thinking about either joining a program is to kind of just, you know, watch YouTube videos or, you know, research uh, certifications that you can do that will help you kind of build a foundation for yourself on how to fitness program, right? Because there's a lot of stuff to read out there or to watch or coaches that you can listen to. And it's all relevant, but like when it comes to fitness, uh, you know, it's the goal is to try to do um, everything you know, and not limit yourself to like one variation of fitness. So, you know, there's a group of people that just do Olympic weightlifting, or there's a group of people that just do CrossFit, or there's a group of people that just do running. And I think it's all good, but if you're trying to set up a program for yourself, you should think of trying to program in the sense of adding every type of thing that's out there for you into a like an eight to 12 week cycle at a time, right? And a cycle means you do about two to three months of a specific uh, program design, focusing on certain things and then changing it up after that cycle. You know, so the cycles that I kind of run throughout the year are, you know, eight weeks of strength and endurance, right? Strength and endurance, I would say, is probably the foundation of my program. Strength meaning like, you know, building your muscles up to get stronger. So like uh, Olympic weightlifting, back squats, deadlifts, bench, you know, all the typical strength movements that you can do. Endurance meaning, okay, now how can I train a different aspect of my body besides strength? And how can I get my heart rate elevated? How can I get my breath out of breath, you know, and maintain like quality form, you know, throughout something what we call a Metcon. And a Metcon stands for metabolic conditioning, right? So you're metabolically changing how you utilize oxygen in the endurance part of the program. And when you train your body in these different types of variations, 
you create a better um, physical body. You create a better um, sense of fitness for yourself rather than all I do is strength or all I do is endurance. And you're really limiting your body's ability to utilize both variations of getting better and adapting into something better and more. So that's what I kind of think about when I kind of program design um, a fitness program for people. But again, you know, it's all varied based off the person's age that you're working with and um, the fitness level that you're starting with. You know, that's all something that you got to consider when just going into like a fitness program. And also movements, you know, not everybody can squat, not everybody can deadlift, not everybody can press a dumbbell over their head because most people are not starting with good mobility. So now how can I program a mobility part into the, a program, right? So there's a lot of variations to all this, but I, I would say my foundation is strength and endurance really. Do you tend to break up each um, workout into certain parts? Is that, a, is that a good idea? Obviously, it's what you do, so you must think that. But is that something you recommend? I notice you have a pre, you have a strength often, and then you have a metcon or a, yeah activity, and then you have an, a post. You know. So throughout the week, you know, starting with Monday, you know, you start with. Uh, for me, when you're doing like a pre warm up, you're doing the pre warm up based off of whatever strength that you're supposed to hit. So let's say you're doing back squats. Okay, so you're doing back squats for your strength today. The pre warm up is going to be designed to warm up your hips, your low back, your hamstrings, your glutes, so that by the time you hit your back squats, your body is in a a movement prep already, so to speak you're already prepped for the movement rather than just going right into back squats like most people do. And that's why people hurt themselves, right? Most people get a low back injury or they get knee injuries, right? Because you're not prepping your body for back squats or you're not prepping your body for deadlifts. You're just going right into it. So I'll do a pre-warm-up, right? You know, it'll take about 10 to 15 minutes and then we'll do the strength movement, which will take another 15 minutes or so. And then... Um, from there, you go into a metabolic conditioning um, routine. And on certain days, you know, it could be like a sprint Metcon or it could be a long Metcon that takes about 30 minutes, right? And each Metcon is designed to challenge your body into different adaptations. So, for example, there's some Metcons where you work for two minutes and then you get 30 seconds of rest. And in that two minutes, though, you have to create an intensity that gets your metabolic conditioning to a high extent of not utilizing oxygen, meaning your heart rate goes way up. You're not breathing well because you're breathing super fast and you're not really intaking a lot of oxygen. And you have to struggle through that for two minutes, right? And you have to do many sets of that, right? You get some rest, right, to try to get your heart rate back down. But then you have to sprint again to get the heart rate back up. And that is a certain type of metabolic conditioning, focusing on the glycolytic pathway. And the glycolytic pathway is usually um, anywhere between 30 to 90 seconds of work of exercise. 
And what does that mean? Uh, for so the when, I, when, I, when I say something's metabolic conditioning, right, you're hitting a metabolic system. And there's about three metabolic systems. There's one called your creatine system. And that only takes 10 seconds, right? Creatine phosphate system. After 10 seconds, that's gone, right? And that's an energy? So let's say you did, let's say you did a sprint, right? For right. 10 seconds. You're hitting that pathway. Right. Now let's say you did a sprint for 20 to 40 seconds. You're hitting the glycolytic pathway. Now let's say you ran for 10 minutes straight. That's called the aerobic pathway, right? So these are different metabolic pathways that you're hitting based off of the time frame that you're in, right? Right. So if you're sprinting for 40 seconds, what pathway would that be? Aerobic. Very incorrect, Fred. Thank you, you for listening. <laughs> Armando's going to answer this one. Uh, I would say, is it saying, it's the same like, uh, I believe it's anaerobic. Uh, I don't know if it's correct uh, mm -hmm. uh, um, pronunciation, but anaerobic. Because you are not using oxygen. Right. And as long as you are using oxygen, you are in this, uh, in this uh, status. Glycolytic, yeah. Glycolytic, yeah. So glycolytic is another term for it is anaerobic, meaning you're not util you're not use really using oxygen for your energy. Okay. You have to adapt to that, right? Yeah. So that's very hard. Right. right. So those metcons are going to be more challenging than my long ones that are more aerobic because you can utilize oxygen a little bit better even though it's long. Okay. So metabolic conditioning, that's you know, there's a lot of research into that, you know, that people can do, but if you're going to have a program, you can't just hit aerobic all the time, meaning like marathon running. You can't just do that, you know, because you are, you're, you're not even letting your body adapt into other things, right? Like sprint intervals. Sprint intervals are really good for people that do marathons because it's going to train them in a different pathway. And the people that just sprint all the time, it's better to try to give them a marathon because it's going to be very hard for them if they're not used to it. Right. So you want to make things hard. You don't want to make things easy. Okay. I know people want the easy way out, but I mean, honestly, if you're trying to get your body to adapt into something like fitness, you got to push your body to new heights every week because your body keeps adapting. Right. And what's hard in a program is to keep getting people that stimulus. And the best way to keep getting people a stimulus of adaptation is to keep changing the time intervals and how much work that you give them in that time interval. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if I give somebody two minutes of work and they're used to doing, let's say, 60 air squats. Yeah. Now they're going to adapt. Now I got to give them 120 air squats in that two minute time so that they can get another adaptation or else they're not going to adapt into the program. So is it always an issue of more? Well, not always. You have to wait until the person adapts. That's why a coach should look at your times and say, okay, that's really good that you hit that time for that many reps. And you're now being consistent with that for the last two weeks. Now we have to up the rep scheme, right? Or we have to shorten the time interval. Yeah. So instead of two minutes, now you only get 90 seconds to do those 60 air squats. So you can see that's going to bump up your intensity because you have to go faster to get it within the time frame. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it all comes down to those type of things. And that's hard for people to do by themselves. That's why I personally recommend people get somebody that knows what this is about, you know. Or else fitness programs are just for fun, you know, and uh, nothing really happens and you're still obese, you're still fat, and you still eat like shit, you know, and you're all over the place. Yeah. These people, you know what? Just go to your 24-hour fitness and leave us alone. Because if you want a real program, you know who to call. There you go. Okay. Now we're about at the end of this, but is there anything with regard to... Events going on in Minneapolis, Los Angeles, or Santa Rosa that you're observing? I'm telling you right now, the world is going to shit. The world is going to shit, and all throughout the country, people are breaking into Targets, Nordstrom Rack, Marshalls, Dick's Sporting Goods, and oh yeah, I, I forgot that Target did kill that person named George Floyd. I forgot that you could just take an ATM out of Target and run around like it's no big deal and just set things on fire. You know, you got shit all over the place. You got cops coming out. You got military coming out. It's all a bunch of bullshit. Well, I think that brings an end to it. I want to thank you for that ending uh, on an optimistic note. Bullshit, we're all going to hell. And Armando, thanks for your uh, adding to this always. And uh, to our listeners, thanks for listening and have a fantastic weekend. Think Think about going to Target.